Coming up on today's episode, our ranking series continues into the blue paint as we look where the Jets stand for now with Hellebuck and maybe without Hellebuck. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. All right, good to be back at it after a little time off. Back from the Mile High City. Gotta say, I uh, never thought I'd say this, but I'm enjoying the the flat landscape that the prairies has to offer uh, yeah, the altitude the altitude isn't for me altitude sickness was a real thing so i'm actually happy to be back in winnipeg manitoba and happy to get back at it behind the mic here as we get closer and closer to hockey season only a couple of weeks until training camp gets underway which means ranking series is winding down as well and you should know that because we're getting into the goaltenders here and um, this year, not as much of an interesting ranking. Next year, well, things might be getting a little bit juicy, and we'll touch on that throughout the episode here. Uh, but joining me once again, CJOB's Tyson Rowicki with us. Tyson, how we doing today? Doing fantastic. Doing doing absolutely great. How was uh? Oh, we talked about it a little bit before you left, but how was the Denver airport? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a spooky airport um if, if you don't know what we're talking about look it up it's bizarre like it's really weird. bizarre um but i did see i did see blucifer as i was leaving the leaving the airport and it's i i mean i i, I travel i've traveled a decent amount i don't know if i've ever seen a more misplaced statue in my life <laughs> and for those that are unaware it's about like a 50 foot lightning blue horse with laser red eyes <laughs> angrily looking into the distance that is the greeting you get when you uh when you when you enter the airport it's the, the first thing you see once you exit it um but no aliens no freemasons nothing like that it was <laughs> it was it was pretty smooth sailing leaving there the, the crazy thing about that blues for statue two is the guy that made it mm-hmm. when they were unveiling it he the statue fell and killed him I don't know. That's... Yeah, I, I, I wish I could say you're joking, but like that's literally what happened. So yeah, that thing's cursed. At the, at the very least, it's hard to argue with that. If <laughs> yeah, if, if as you're finishing it, it, it kills the creator. That that's yeah, that's about as ironclad of a curse as you can get there. Um, but yeah, other than that, Denver's good. It, it was <laughs> yeah, it was it was hot as hell. Um, good tacos though. I, I had some good tacos out mm. there, so that was nice. Maybe a bit of a precursor to uh, maybe the best time of the year for foodies here in Winnipeg, Tyson. Only a, a few days away. We'll have to dive into that big time going into our next episode. Uh, but we'll get to that once we wrap this one up. Uh, but let's get right into the heart of it, Tyson. Goalies. We did the forwards. We did the defense. Only one position left. And before we dive into our goaltending rankings, and I'm intrigued to see, we've been pretty similar, maybe a little too similar so far. But I feel like goaltending is more subjective than the other positions, so I'm hoping that we have a little bit of of, of differing of opinions here. But quickly before we do that, 
I got some trivia for you. And a goaltending ranking episode, we'll get, we'll get some goaltending theme questions here, okay? So I got three quickies for you here. These I would say medium-sized trivia, where okay. not too crazy hard, but you'll feel pretty good if you get these ones, okay? Gotcha. Uh, and we'll start off... Yeah, we'll start off with this one because I was doing a, a little quiz, a little trivia testing myself the other day. I was a little surprised by this. Um, but most wins in a single season. Obviously, I feel like everybody knows that that Martin Bruder had that record setting season a few years back when he played 70 some odd games as well. 48 wins in one campaign. He is tied, though, with another goaltender. Do you know who that goalie is that also had 48 wins in a season? Is it Bernie Perrant? I knew you were going to say that, but Bernie had the record forever yeah. at 47. Um, it, it, was like, a goalie, it was a goalie in the last 20 years. How about that? Last 20 years. Ooh. I, I don't can't remember if Luongo had forty seven. I think he only had forty seven too, right? He I don't I don't have it in front of me, but he was like forty six, forty seven as well. Um, but the answer is actually Braden Holtby. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one. <laughs> it's a tricky one. You're as soon as you hear it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But it probably wouldn't be your first guess there. But yeah, you're right. Bernie had the record. 47 and he did it in very few games as well obviously back then um especially when doug favelle is your backup shout out doug favelle for wiki goaltending legend um but yeah holtby found a way to get it done there so all right interesting little tripper upper there um let's go to this one next do you know which goalie has the record for most points in a season oh my god <laughs> I think uh, I think once you hear it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Marty Turco. I I love the guess. I don't see Marty Turco anywhere. Oh, there he, Marty had uh Marty had five points one year. Right. Nowhere near the record. Darren Pang, by the way, had six points in forty five games. Oh wow, for Chicago, which is that's pretty solid. Uh, but Grant Fuhr, nobody nobody is even close to Grant Fuhr. Oh, that's kind of unfair. That's kind of unfair. <laughs> it is unfair, right? Because I, w- I would imagine um, 10 of those 14 would be a kick save to coffee, coffee to Gretzky, back of the net, away we yeah. go. Here, so. But um, yeah, Grant had 14. The next closest was Cujo at nine. And then a handful of guys, including Ron Hextall, uh, had eight points. But Grant Fear had... 14 points in 45 games. That is a pretty impressive PPG, right? Like, there's some defensemen right now that are looking at that going, I don't know if I want to have that on my resume. Grand Fear clowning me in the points category. That's like third line production. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty damn good. Um, one last one here for you, Tice. Let's see how many you get right here. Four goalies have won both the Vesna and the Hart Trophy in the same season. Can you name those four? Jose Theodore. Which is the biggest <laughs> crime in MVP voting history, but go on. Uh, 
did Carrie do it? I believe he did, right? Yeah, two for two. Um, Hart. Hashek. Yes, and one old school guy. Glenn Hall? It's a good guess. Um, I mean, yeah, you'd eventually... Jacques Plante. Okay. So Jacques Plante did it in 61-62. But yep, Plante, Theodore, Price, and then Hashek twice. Um, back-to-back seasons, by the way. If you want a trivia question that will stump anybody you ever come across, though, I, I need to I need to know how this is possible. But Chuck Rayner in 1949 is the only goalie to win the heart for MVP and not win the Vesna. <laughs> what? <laughs> Voted the most valuable player in the league, but not the best goalie in the league. That is, I mean, that is never, ever going to, unbreakable record that will never, ever, ever, ever be topped because it's so insane. <laughs> Who won it that year? That's a good, yeah, I I, I really need to to dive like full on into this. Um, Turk Broda? It doesn't even say. This is like Denver Airport <laughs> conspiracy theory stuff here. This is so bizarre. What did he do to the league? I'm so confused. Oh, here it is. Um, build. Oh, okay, that. Uh, okay, that does make sense. Bill Durden won it with Montreal because back then um, the Vesna was awarded to the goalie that played the most games for the team that gave up the fewest goals. <laughs> the NHL. Like that is so stupid. By the way, <laughs> the. Um, the NHL did that until 1980. What? That was how the Vesna was awarded. And then uh, Billy Smith was the first Vesna trophy winner, um, where like it was voted on as to who was the best goalie wow. that year. And then that was when the William Jennings trophy came up. Um, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. But yeah, I, you know what? I already forgot the guy's name. Chuck Hawley, was it? I don't Rainier? know. Chuck, that's how good the trivia question is. So if you can if you can find a way to remember it, throw it out there. You can probably win a couple of bucks or a free cold one. Uh, trick your buddies into doing that. But um, yeah, good job, Tice. Good job. You didn't totally embarrass yourself there, which is all we can ask when we do these trivia uh, segments. Let's get into the goalie rankings here, Tyson. Traditionally, a very positive and easy ranking system from a Winnipeg Jets perspective. Uh, I mean, Hellebuck's been, what, top five goalie for the past five years? Four or five years? Hovering around that one, two, three spot for the majority of those years as well. Vesna Trophy, Vesna finalist thrown in there. It's been It's been pretty good times here in Winnipeg. And it will be that way, I hope, to start the season. But what will happen after that? Well, well, we might have to take a trip down uh, Torture Lane and uh, see what the future might look like for the Winnipeg Jets without Hellebuck. Um, but for now, we go with what we know, and we know that it'll be Hellebuck and Brassois between the pipes for the Jets this upcoming season. And um, let's get into it, Tyson, the goalie rankings. So, I, I mean, a little bit different than the other two, because technically, for me, it's goalie tandem rankings. Because we're ranking the teams, right? Not necessarily the goalies. So we'll see how much that influences the team rankings. Because as um, 
clubs are uh, want to do, they might follow the old platoon situation out of the Golden Knights, and maybe the the one B one B is the way to go moving forward. So we'll take a look at the rankings here, and you know what, Tyson, should we should we start at the bottom like we normally do? Yes. Or should we go right to the top? Let's do the bottom. There's some bad ones again. Uh, <laughs> shockingly for me, this is the first time. Let me just double check this. And no, yep, this is the first time San Jose is not dead last. Yeah. This is, and I would say this, I think this is the lowest ranking I've ever given a likely playoff team. At any position ever. Yeah, we might be in the same boat there. (laughs) But what in the world are the LA Kings doing? Basically, like, not mortgaging the future, but win now mode with the Dubois trade and having Phoenix freaking Copley be the answer in between the pipes? No offense, man, but major offense. What are the Kings doing? Uh, I got the Kings all the way down at the bottom. Uh, and there's, uh, I mean, the bottom three, again, shocker, San Jose, Chicago. You can pretty much just, like, you know, copy and paste that into everything. San Jose, Chicago in the bottom three. Um, but that's who I got well behind the rest of the pack of the NHL, um, followed by Montreal, Buffalo, which is also surprising considering the steps they want to take this season. Maybe a higher ceiling goalie tandem but one with a decent amount of floor as well um that's my bottom five tice how about you my bottom five is i actually have chicago at number 32 peter Maragic is just he's a i'm he's just an absolute disaster on the ice when he plays and like the way with how how athletic he is though you can you can you can kind of get on a hot streak where if you're that athletic, you can maybe get you can get super lucky, and you have a game where you make three diving saves across. And but you're like, if you're talking technically, he's probably one of the least technical goalies in the NHL. So yeah. I rolled with them as my last seed. San Jose is my as my second last seed. But honestly, after after thinking about it, I'm in agreement with you. I got I'm gonna push LA down a spot from 30 to 31. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, those three are just, they're they are so far behind the rest of the NHL that, I, I mean, do whatever you want. I don't really care, yeah. right? And, so. and it's crazy to think that LA had a goalie. Like, they traded for a goalie in Jonas Corposalo, and they decided to just let him go and go forward with a Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley tandem. Yeah, and, and Talbot's coming had... off a major injury, too. Yeah, exactly. And... After look, when we were doing our D rankings too, you and I both kind of noticed with LA, like this decor is kind of crappy. Like unless Brant Clark comes in and is just an absolute stud, which he very well could be, the Kings might be kind of screwed. <laughs> the more I think about it, like I don't like the Kings going into the season anymore. I really don't. Yeah. Like, and that forward group is a solid forward group, but it doesn't like instill you with oh well, we're just gonna outgun teams every single game. i, I got them at eight so yeah. i mean like a, a good you know a, a very good forward group but is, but is that going to be enough to to make up for a bottom three goalie tandem and you know like a below average decor i don't know probably after, not a, after that i went with montreal at 29 and i always like to toot my horn about this i was saying this way back when they won the cup 
But I have St. Louis at 28 because Jordan Bennington is a terrible goaltender. <laughs> and I was, and this, that's one of the things that I'll toot my own horn about is that I was saying from the get go, Bennington wasn't a good goalie. And he's not. So I'm going to pat myself on the back there. And he's very, very fun to cheer against. Yeah, exactly. So I, I may, yeah, I, I, I do appreciate that ranking there. Um, I mean, rounding out my bottom ten, I, I feel like most people are going to be in agreement with the with the group. the The ranking might kind of go a little bit here and there, but I got Columbus, Seattle. Maybe I should put Arizona higher with Vimelka, who turns into Hashik whenever he plays the Jets. Um, but Columbus, Seattle, Arizona, St. Louis, Edmonton, um, rounding out my bottom ten there. Then Detroit, Ottawa, and Pittsburgh at number twenty. Similar for you, Tice? No, we're a little Ooh. different. But so you had Buffalo as your fifth worst. I had them as my sixth worst. So we're pretty even there. Columbus at twenty six. I went with Detroit at twenty five. I don't like Huso's injury concerns, and it's just there's not much behind him, really. And if he continues with his injury concerns, then you know where's that team gonna go? I don't. I think this is where we're going to disagree on, and this is where goalie rankings get subjective. And so I'm going to just say that when I when I'm looking at goalie rankings, I don't I really don't look at numbers to be honest. Like it, it's kind of crazy to say that, but yeah, no, no, that's that's totally smart. <laughs> but I I don't like looking at one season and kind of like being like, oh, this is who he is. I like yeah. To, to one, me, like one way or the other, yeah, 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 yeah. To me, eye test is the most important thing with goalies because there's so much context that goes into other teams. Like, you know, like you can, there's a bunch of goalies that are on, you know, kind of probably below or 16 and under range, where if you put them on a solid team, they would probably put up like top 10 numbers. So I kind I, I Hello, take a Carolina. Of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at 24, I actually have Toronto. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it, that's that outlandish. I do not trust Samsonov one bit, and he goes through hot stretches where he plays really good. But when he's not playing really good, he's really, really bad. Like really bad. Where it's just it doesn't matter where the shot's coming from. He's there's some games where he's letting everything in and he's getting pulled. Okay, well let's hear let's hear who you have ahead of Toronto. I'm curious now. Ahead, I have. Anaheim, one spot ahead of them. After that, I have Seattle. Oh, so, uh, no, that, no, no. That one, yeah, in hindsight, I Toronto should probably be above Seattle. I would, I'll give them that. Then I have New Jersey at 21. Yeah. Ottawa at 20. Yeah. Edmonton, 19. Edmonton at 19 after what happened in the... Oh, interesting. And then I, have, I, I, I like I like Stuart Skinner. I think he's a solid goalie. I don't think he's a world beater. I could I see him being like uh, I, I I had a decent comparison in my head. Now I can't think of it, but I just think he's I think he's just a decent goalie. I think he's a that's it. And then I I have the aforementioned Karel Vejmelka at eighteen. I love Ooh. I love Vejmelka. I think he's like uh, I I think he's a legit goalie, and he just plays on a terrible team. I think he's I a really like legit Vemelka. goalie. I, I'm I'm a Vamelka fan, so I can get down with that. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, we got little bits of placements here and there. I mean, I got, I got Edmonton at 23. I, yeah, I think Skidder's fine. Uh, Detroit at 22, Ottawa 21. Not a fan of the Corpusello contract at all. Um, Pittsburgh at 20, New Jersey 19. Then I got Toronto at 18. Um, I think Samsonov is, he, he, again, a fine goalie. And then you have Wool behind him who might, 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 might battle him for that top spot. So what about Matt we'll Murray? see what happens there. Um, let's get into the, well, let's go right to our top 10 then, Tice, because, I mean, no surprise, the Jets aren't going to be mentioned anytime soon. Um, but I got Washington at 17. Uh, Vegas, the Golden Knights, the Cup champs, have my 16th favorite goalie tandem heading into the season. Um, I'll still, I think John Gibson just needs to go to a team that wants to win. So I'm, this is definitely not a numbers pick. I got uh, Gibson and the Ducks at 15. Uh, Georgiev with a big year for Colorado, 14. Uh, Philly and Carter Hart, 13. I think I think Markstrom is better than what we saw last year. I got Calgary at 12. And then Carolina at 11. I mean, Carolina is just tough to figure out because their defense is just so stifling that it's like, how do we separate the two? You know what I mean? But but Freddie's yeah. been good for a long time whenever he's healthy, and same with Ronta. So and then they have the the Kyochkev or whatever his name is as well. So um that's what I got there, Tice. But yeah, Winnipeg nowhere near being mentioned in with those within those teams, no doubt about that. That's future Hall of Famer Pyotr Kochekov to you. And he's Whatever. actually one of the reasons why I have Carolina a little bit higher up in my rankings than you. But dropping back to 17, I had Minnesota with Gustafson and Flurry. I think Gustafson's due for a regression. He had an insane season last year. And- You're due for a regression. <laughs> and uh, to me, Flurry's kind of on his way out. I think he's he could still be a solid 1B backup guy. Just, uh, he's slowing down. Uh, Pittsburgh at 16, Washington at 15, and I was a big Darcy Kemper fan before this year in Washington, and I actually watched a decent amount of games that he started in, and he looked like a completely different goalie. I don't know if he suffered of injury or something, but there was games this year where you watched him and you're like, this guy is one of the worst goalies in the NHL. Yeah, he he suffered an injury, Tyson. It's called turning 33. Yeah, as a goalie. It's hard, it's hard to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I still have Washington 15. Maybe Cameron can bounce back a little bit, but that's kind of like the range with Pittsburgh. Like, it's Jari, same kind of guy. He's just hurt all the time, too. Colorado at 14. Still not sure if I'm sold on Georgiev, 100%. But, but he was good. He was good last yeah, year. That's just me. Florida at 13. Bob's run kind of brought me back tough to ignore it's tough to ignore <laughs> that and i'm still a big fan of spencer knight i so i have him i have him at 13 i agree with you on calgary markstrom's not that bad that team was just a dumpster fire last year and even dan Valadar is one of the i think he's a solid backup too at the very least um vegas at 11 mm. i like logan thompson i think logan thompson's a good goal and i actually think he's better than aiden hill so it's going to be interesting to I'm see how that with that yeah so i get down with that to see how those contracts work out with Hill and Thompson because Thompson's contract's coming up. Uh, and then to round out, or I guess Vegas is my 11. So, so we'll cap it there. there. Yeah. All right. 
let's get into it then. 10 through 5, or 10 through 6. Because for me, Tice, doing these rankings, there is a clear big five in the NHL when it comes to goaltenders. There is a sixth that is a year away from, I think, joining those guys. Um, But I, I think there's five bell cow tendies in the NHL. And um, they're, they're, they're the cream of the crop right now. So I think there's a bit of separation when it comes to the rest of the groups there. Um, but, I mean, look, you carry your team to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'll give you a nod in the top ten. So I'll put, uh, yeah, Bob and Florida in there at the ten spot. I got Minnesota at number nine. I mean, it's – Gustafson didn't just have a heater. Like, that <laughs> – you play 40-plus games and have the season that you had there. I'll – I'll find a way for you in the top 10. And I mean, yeah, Flurry's on the way out. But I mean, if your backup's giving you a 9-10, not too many backups in the NHL are going to be able to do that. So uh, Minnesota top 10 goalie 10. And for me, I got Boston at eight. Boston's just, again, a t- it's similar to Carolina. But if you look at Allmark's numbers before the Vesna year, Swayman kind of, I mean, they're both like 9-17-ish goalies, save percentage-wise. So, I mean, you split that down the middle between the two. That, that, that's I'm not going to put them up near with the best of the best. But I think you're pretty damn comfortable with having those two um, for the regular season, at least. Remains to be seen if doing the 50-50 split is uh, beneficial come playoff time. But uh, you got to get to the dance first before we can figure it out after that. And I feel good with Boston at eight. Uh, Vancouver, I think Demko has a bounce back this year. I got them at seven. And then Ottinger and the Stars. Ottinger is on the cusp of joining the big group. Um, so I got Dallas in at number six. I'm going to start my top ten off with maybe people might say this pick's a little bit biased, but I'm going with Philadelphia at ten. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, I, I, I had Philly like 13, but I think a lot of people don't. I mean, Sam Erson's a really good prospect. He's coming up and... You know, if Carhartt eventually gets traded or if, you know, some other stuff can happen with the Hockey Canada investigation, right? Like, that's still up in the air. But Sam Erson's a really good goalie. And by all accounts, the Philly organization is super high on him. And for with Carter Hart, for me, this is just watching him. Like, almost every one of his games for the past four years, I think he's a top 10 goalie in the NHL. I really do. And I don't, honestly don't think it's that to me it's not crazy you watch the you see some of those defenses that he's playing behind like oh my gosh any any goalie in the league is gonna put up those kind of numbers and yet he still put up even this past season he put up just under a 910 save percentage playing on one of the worst defenses in the league on a team that really didn't care about their season and he's still putting up respectable numbers above league average numbers i think that once he goes to a legitimate team, I think people are going to finally realize the kind of talent he has, and he's going to pop up those rankings. Um, after Philly, I have Carolina at nine, just because that whole, you mentioned it, like the Anderson, Ronta, Kochekov tandem is just, uh, they get the job done. <laughs> they, they don't hurt their team at all. So I'll just, I got Carolina at nine. Vancouver at eight. I, I love Thatcher Demko too. I, I, I'm sort of in the same boat with him with Carter Hart. Demko. I feel like Demko is a little bit in more people's more good graces than Carter Hart for with just his play. 
Um, so I have Vancouver at eight, Boston at seven, kind of the same thing. I'm not, I, I'm not really totally sold on Allmark. I think Swayman's a better goalie than Allmark, to be honest. And uh, I agree with you too that Dallas is just outside my top five at six. So we get to the juicy part of it, Tice. Where do the Winnipeg Jets fit going into this season in terms of the goaltender rankings? I mean, to me, these five guys are the best in the NHL. I mean, I don't want to say by a long shot, but it's kind of like running backs in the NFL where you've only got a couple of guys nowadays that can do everything. This is basically it in the NHL right now. For me, this might be sizeism. But I'll put Soros at five because he's the smallest <laughs> of the bunch. <laughs> it's just it's hard for me to look past it. These guys are massive nowadays. Um, I got the Jets at four. Hmm. I think I had the Jets at three last year. Um, but I mean, honestly, I don't think you can, you can go wrong with ranking these five any way you want. You could probably make a case any way you want. Yeah. Um, personally, I got Shesterkin. And the Rangers at three. I mean, Sorokin's making things a little bit. He's making things interesting at the top. After, after I mean, he's this is a special kid here. Um, but it's I, I just can't I can't quit Vasilevsky. I mean, when the chips are down, and you could have any goalie on the planet, Tice, to win a game seven. I just don't know how you can make a coherent argument that does not have Andre Vasilevsky between the pipes for you. So I still got. I still got number ninety-eight as the uh, the king of the throne there, um, and Vasilevsky and Tampa Bay top my rankings. Connor Hellebuck and the Jets in at number four. What say you? I agree with you on the Winnipeg Jets that I also have them at number four. I also have the National Predators at number five as well. So there's no no shake up there really. My number three is Tampa Bay and Andre Vasilevsky, and I think my top two is going to surprise some people. I got Shesterkin at two and Ilya Sorokin at number one. And I honestly think that Sorokin and Shesterkin are a level above the other three right now. No. Yes. No, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can make a case, I think, for Sorokin and Shesterkin at one, two. I mean, no doubt about that. But, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I still think I still think Vassy's got. I mean, they just played so much hockey that it's yeah. I, I think the early exit will actually do Tampa Bay a world of good this upcoming year. But yeah, I mean, look, the, maybe the one major dividing factor between those goals, and maybe why Shesterkin could make a case for being number one, is that Hellebuck. It's a hand grenade when the puck's on his stick and he's trying to make a play and the other three can can uh, at least make a breakout pass. Shesterkin's better than some... I mean, he might be the, the San Jose Sharks' second-best defenseman. Um, I mean, but I, I, will, I will say for Hellebuck, that wasn't as big of a problem this past year. Just kind of, you know, did the old kiss method, keep it simple, stupid, and uh, didn't see too many of those end up at the back of the net like we have in the past there. But yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, look, the top five's the top five. And the Winnipeg Jets have one of the best in the NHL, which is great going into this season. Slight problem with that is it might just be this season. And it might not even be the whole season, Tyson. Um, I mean, look, not much debate about where Hello Buck is amongst the league's best. The interesting thing for me is what 
what does a Winnipeg Jets goalie tandem without Connor Hellebuck look like and rank among the best in the NHL? So I have two different options for you here, okay? Because I'm intrigued to see what the Jets might be battling with. I don't know if it's the likely event that he leaves, but in a definitely reasonable scenario that he is playing with a different club moving forward for the rest of his career. So let's start with what I think is best case scenario. Not what I think. This would be best case scenario. What is a swayman Brassois tandem rank in the NHL, Tice? Like I, like I said, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Swayman. I, th- I think he's a better goaltender than Linus Allmark. Um, with recency, like I'm not gonna put, I'm not, not gonna like try and project what Swayman's gonna be. I'm gonna use what he's shown so far in these rankings. Like I'm, like making it as if that this was their tandem going into this season. Um, I'd probably put him right around twelve or thirteen to be honest. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like I, I mean, I got Calgary twelve, and I don't know if I'd put him ahead of Markstrom just yet. Because he's only got two two half seasons under his belt. Yeah. But like to put him with the like I got Philly there, the Carter Hearts, the 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 Gorgievs in, in Colorado, and then some of the tandem teams. I think that's fair. Right? Like a 11, 12, 13 ranked tandem. Just with outside the, the top 10. Yeah, with, with the potential to move somewhere inside the top ten. That's not a playoff team, though, is it? Probably not. Because you need yeah. a, like you need a top five goalie season out of. Not only do you need a top five goalie season, you need that for sixty games. Yeah. Which I feel like has been insanely taken for granted in this market for for way way too long. Um, and it also illustrates the the fine margin the team is operating on right now as well as the decline in status of their forward group and to a lesser extent their defensive group as well. So, I mean, and that that's best-case scenario, Tyson, right? Like, that's the Jets find a way to make that happen, and that kind of just, you know, keeps them afloat. I mean, never mind the fact that it probably costs you Mark Shifley to get a trade like that done, right? So, a bit of a sobering thought, at least, that, you know what, the Jets could pick up a highly touted youngster, and still not be anywhere near good enough to make the playoffs with kind of the pieces that they have right now. Worst case scenario might be a little bit scarier. And that would be this, Tyson. Let's say they aren't able to swing a Jeremy Swayman trade. And Hellebuck walks anyways. And they have to dip into the free agent pool <laughs> in 2024. Oh. Design a starter or design some combination of a tandem. Let's say, let's take a look here. I mean, do we want to do, I mean, it, it, the scary thing is outside of Hellebuck, your next best options are your your boy, Ilya Samsonov, 31-year-old Matt Murray, 40-year-old Mark andre Fleury, oh. and I guess... 34-year-old Pavel Francouz, who's put up good numbers in Colorado. Crap. So let's say, let's do Samsonov and Francouz as your 1A, 1B tandem. One of the worst teams in the league. You'd put that somewhere in the 
I'm assuming that this is like at, at like we're going into this season with no Shifley, obviously no Hollaback. No, 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 just 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 goalie tandems, just goalie tandems. Oh, just goalie tandems in the yeah. league. Uh, Francouz and sorry, who was the other one? Samsonov. Oh, uh, I mean, where did I have Toronto? I had Toronto at. I'll say I'll move Seattle down. I had him at twenty three, so I'll say twenty three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think best case would be in the high teens, right? Yeah, and then Francouz is a guy who's just always hurt too. Not a bad goalie. He's just yeah, you know, yeah. He just can't play too often. Like the Ranta, it's like that Ranta style. That is a scary thought, isn't it, Tyson? Yep. That the Winnipeg Jets could go from Connor Hellebuck to that, and I mean it's it's kind of realistic too in a sense, right? Like if if the, if you don't get Swayman, how else are you gonna pull a trade for one of these other guys? You know what I mean? I mean may, maybe a maybe a Carter Hart in Philly, but you're giving up some some premium assets to do that. You're not getting Gibson out of Anaheim on it, right? Like I mean, it, it, yeah, I think. Timeline-wise, it just doesn't make sense for either side there. Oh, boy. The Jets are in a bit of a pickle moving forward. Does that does that potential future make you maybe um, up the ante? Maybe by 500K per season or a million per season on a potential Connor Hellebuck extension? You can try. I don't think it matters. I really don't. You think he's I, I, gone no matter you think it's not a money contract, anything like that? Just team's uh, not good enough? I don't think it has anything to do with a contract anymore. I that's what I'm gonna say. I still think there's a chance. I I I, w- I will say that there is a my guess is there's a zero point zero zero one percent chance that Hellebuck resigns. Oh man. Tyson sorry i'm sorry but i just yeah i i i think that's way too i i think it's i would say it's 33 percent really one in three chance there's not too many teams that are i mean look i know hello buck's not after the money but the money's the money's part of it and we see how hesitant teams are to trade okay assets to get him not not even like you know hey new jersey give us simon nemich right like they, jersey doesn't even want to give up a, a, a minimum package to get connor <laughs> hellebuck right then then you're talking about giving him nine ten million dollars a year for seven years teams don't have the cap space to do something like that to go along with the fact that tandem goaltending is the new hey, this is the new way to go in the nhl I, I think I, I, the Jets are going to be one of the very few teams that can offer Hellebuck term and a lot of money per season as well. And if if some of the young guys can step up and have big seasons here in Winnipeg, I don't think Hellebuck needs to see the Jets be a Colorado or a Dallas. You know what I mean? I think if the Jets, and I don't know how likely this is, maybe that's part of it too, but if the Jets are third in the Central, Going into the back half of the season, I, I think I think he thinks about staying. I, I think the Jets have a chance at that point. Do you, what What do you think the Jets have offered him? It's a good question. 
because I can all I I I will eat crow if it ever comes out that this that their contract was lower than this or whatever. But I would be absolutely shocked that they haven't already offered him nine and a half to ten million. I think I think I think it starts with a nine. I I I I would not be surprised if it crept up into that ten million dollar range. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. And and if he's rejecting and pro- that, and probably six years as a minimum, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, look the the Jets. The Jets weren't afraid to open the bank for Blake Wheeler. You know what I mean? Like guys, guys that are kind of in that last legacy contract, that the team's gone out of the way to make sure they're handsomely paid. I would I would think the club is well aware of Hellebuck's magnitude and importance to this team. You know what I mean? So I, I just I think that if the move was gonna get done, it would have happened already. I, I disagree. I, I disagree. I think I think Hellebuck just wants to know that this team's going in the right direction. And but, I can understand but, why when he looks at the club right now, he's going, I'm going to hold off on this right now. I'm not demanding a trade out of here. Like, I'm not, you know, going to do a Patrick Waugh or anything like that. But until I see major, major progress, we're not talking contract extension. Right, but what progress has been made the last three years? Oh no, I'm just saying. I'm saying the team has to come out of the gates firing. But but is that going to be enough? Because he's I, seen the, he's seen this before with this team where you, they do come out of the gates firing, and then come season's end, all you hear is Shifley doesn't want to be here, Hellebuck doesn't want to be here. I I don't think that's changing. I I don't think a fast start or even like if I even think if they're in the playoffs in a second seed come. January, I still think he's gone. I, and I, I think he's already made up his mind. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see on that. Be interesting. I mean, that decision's going to be just bonkers. It's almost like just fast forward halfway through the season. And then we can just figure out like which which way we're going to go here. <laughs> because it's going to be... I can't, I can't remember a team having to make that... like multiple but it's been a long time since the club's had somebody of that magnitude where they're basically going into the year mm, make a run or cash it on the assets it's a scary proposition but we'll see what happens there either way at least the jets ranking wise are in a good spot heading into the season quick thought Tice. well uh, before we wrap up the episode since it's a goalie themed i wanted to actually run a hypothetical by or not a hypothetical it's just a question why, why don't we save it for next week Sure. Or for 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 the end of the week, okay? Sure. Just because we're we're running out of time here, so I just right. wanna. I'll keep. I'll, I, I'll, yeah, I'll keep it seems like a, I saw a little light bulb pop up behind you there, so I want to let, let, let's save a let's save a piece of ammo in the chamber for the next episode because we might we might have to get into that a little bit, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm the boss. I'm the captain. I make the decisions. <laughs> um, but let us know what you think. On both the um, the reality and then the potential branching timelines that the Winnipeg Jets could be looking at, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewiki, at Tyson Rewiki, at Skates Plates Pod. Uh, but that'll do it for the ranking episode here. And then we'll get back at it before the long weekend hits on Friday morning. And then after that, well, we'll, we'll talk a little burger week, but maybe the main attraction is. The bold prediction episode isn't too far away, Tice. And then we have to get into our team ranking episode as well. And then season predictions on the line. The the juice is starting to get flowing here as we head into September. So 
We'll cap off August in style with our later episode coming out this week. Until then, though, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki, CJOB's Tyson Rewicki with us once again. We'll talk to you guys at the end of the week, Friday morning. More goalie talk, more Jets talk, and some Burger Week talk as well. Can't wait. We'll talk to you guys then. Until then, though, have a great week. Stay safe and have fun, everybody. Peace.